What is up, guys? Thank you all for checking out this edition of New Generation Hero Talk. I am your host, EJ Stewart. This is a big-time show today because we are talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. This is our spoilers review of the latest Marvel movie. Really a very important movie given the ramifications for the multiverse. We've been talking about this film and what it could mean about bringing in new characters for a long time. We start to see some of those new characters introduced in this movie. But it really did kind of stick to its guns as being a Doctor Strange film. And I'm very curious about what my guys have to say about it. It is a movie that I think for the most part people are liking, though there have been some polarizing opinions. Some people did not like this movie. This movie is probably one of the more unlike Marvel movies that we've seen recently. They definitely did lean into the horror theme for this one. I certainly enjoyed the film, but I'm very curious to hear what my guy's got to say. And we're going to talk about it for this next hour or so. So sit back, relax, hope you guys enjoy it. Again, this is going to be a spoiler discussion. So if you have not seen Doctor Strange and you don't want to get spoiled, we're happy to have you listen. But you might want to pause this podcast, find your local theater, watch the film, then come back and hear our thoughts on the movie. If you don't care about spoilers... Then sit back, relax, and we'll tell you everything that happened. And if you watch the movie and you're very curious to hear what we got to say, once again, this is going to be a very exciting conversation. So really excited to do this podcast. Joining me, my co-host, starting with Shamari Stewart. Sham, this is a film that has done exceptionally well at the box office. You're looking at $185 million opening in the U.S. and Canada, a $450 million opening worldwide. What does that say to you regarding the strength of this film at the box office? Well, I think it, I think honestly, I think the box office strength um, or the box office numbers uh, point to, uh, of course, you know, very good marketing mm-hmm. and very persistent marketing, particularly, you know, the past couple past, past few weeks, um, you know, but um you know, also the fact that it is a decent movie or, or just that the word of mouth hasn't been hasn't been, you know, abysmal, no. you know. So. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I think these are the kind of numbers that you would expect from a Marvel movie that that, you know, has that as uh, that has as much in it as as they had kind of led people to believe um, uh, was in it. Right. So. So I think I think these numbers are about are about what what would be, would have been expected. Okay, Can, uh, I'll toss it over to Kendall, our other co-host who joins us this week. Kendall, what do you feel about this box office performance? Are you surprised, and what does it tell you? Um, I think the box office. I mean, obviously, in today's day and age, you kind of have to take the box office. Um, anything <laughs> as a positive. Obviously, we remember days where the box office was uh was was real bleak a couple years ago but uh or non-existent rather but um so it's 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 hard to say i mean and obviously i'll you know in this new era of streaming and all this and how these companies make their money it's so unique um that you know for me i i think you know of course money money making is still very important when it comes to movies but um, I feel like in the the general culture of, of 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 film and cinema, I think we've seen a a, a, a stronger emphasis on reviews uh, in recent years. 
uh, as a and 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 Rotten Tomatoes scores, for example, as a thing that uh people look at as well. So, uh, I mean, it's doing do did pretty well in terms of uh like you said in terms of the box office. The Rotten Tomatoes not as high as I think they would have liked, but um you know you, you'll you'll take it if a movie makes a lot of money, but um when you compare it to its uh competition i don't again i don't know what the box office was for uh everything everything everywhere all at once but the rotten tomatoes uh the rotten tomatoes for doc strange by the way was 75 i believe for everything everywhere it's at 96 so um which is also a, a multiverse movie ironically enough so um that is not a number that i think marvel is probably happy about but again just like the box office, you take what you can get at this point. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I, I don't, I, I don't disagree with you, Kendall. Um, th- we all remember a time when there was no box office. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, which is basically what I was, what I was, uh, what you had kind of brought to mind here. So. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think it's pretty, it's pretty well said. And uh, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I, when it comes to like the, you know, the Rotten Tomatoes, I feel like I feel like they they're looking more at that bottom line, honestly. Um, yeah. Are either uh, you guys are either uh, you guys surprised by that Rotten Tomato score? Which is you know still certified fresh, seventy five right now. But you're saying after seeing the movie or just going into the movie? After seeing it. After seeing the movie, okay. I'm not yeah. Forget about we'll get into expectations in a bit, but just after seeing this film, are you surprised at the number? Whether it be you think it's too high or too low, I don't, just no, I'm not surprised. Interesting. Uh, no, yeah, pretty, you no, know, yeah. I can, I could, I can, I could see you know why some people would be like, oh, this isn't what really what I wanted from this movie, and I mean it's not a perfect movie, you know, which we'll get into that as well. So let's get into it, man. Let's get into our thoughts on this film. So again, this is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. This is our spoilers review. So once again, if you've not seen the movie, not the podcast for you if you don't want to be spoiled. We're going to go very deep into these conversations. I'm again the movie with a simple question because this movie had very high expectations. We've talked about these expectations for months now about what we hope to see, what we thought we would see. Now we know what we have in this film. So I'll go to Kendall first. Did this movie meet your expectations? Plain and simple. Uh, did this movie meet my expectations? Uh, pro- I mean, I, get, I think the honest answer is probably no. Um, I don't think that that is... And I don't think it has to be bad. It doesn't have to be a bad thing necessarily that it didn't meet my expectations because sometimes expectations get a little too lofty. Um, you know, uh, you, you, uh, you, it's like sometimes we, we, we set our expectations a little too high. You may have a, in sports, you may, you, you may have a draft pick that you expect to win you three championships and, you know, win five MVPs and he only wins one MVP in his career. Was he a disappointment? I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know, probably not, but, and that's what this movie is. I think the, the expectations were probably set a little bit too high on my part, but, um, I think the big thing is was not only just the sheer amount of cameos. I thought that there'd be a larger. It's hard to say because 
we really didn't know anything about the movie, but yeah. with all Marvel movies, we kind of, especially a movie like this, where they were super, super close to the best, you you feel like you kind of want to, you, you just connect the dots yourself on what you think the movie is about. And I think the collective Marvel fandom, at least the ones that weren't, you know, just diving into a bunch of leaks, didn't, you know, didn't really know what to think about this movie and assume that it'd be Doctor Strange going into all a bunch of different universes uh, within the Marvel land, uh, eco, uh, uh, ethos and, and ecosystem, and uh, that wasn't really what it really what it was. You know, he kind of only went into one universe, and there were a couple. You know, there was the Illuminati in that one universe that that right. showed up, and so there, it was different than maybe what I would have expected. But doesn't mean it was a bad movie. Doesn't mean that you know I I left the theater disappointed. So, um, so yeah, it was a different movie, I would say. I think that's an interesting point, Sham, because to me, like, did this movie meet my expectations? I would agree. I think with an honest answer, I would say no. But I also, I really love this movie. And when we say meet expectations, I think it almost, the question I think almost needs to be kind of qualified more specifically. Because did it meet my expectations from a standpoint of what I expected the story to be? No. But... Did it meet my expectations in terms of quality of movie and my overall enjoyment? For me, that was yes. So it's almost like a two-part answer for me in, in answering my own question. How do you see that question in terms of expectations with this film? I think that that's when I see the conversation happening on social media. There are certainly plot conversations we'll have, but that seems to be kind of the kind of the anchor for I think a lot of these discussions about how people felt. If you felt this movie is going to be something very different, you were disappointed by that. I don't know if this movie could have done anything to really please you. But I think there are other people who maybe didn't have those expectations, or even they did, like myself, still came away saying, I still enjoyed a lot of aspects of this movie, and I still overall enjoyed the movie. Where do you stand on that? Yeah, I mean, the, the thing, whole thing about expectations is a liberal, because uh, there's, like you said, there, I mean, there's so many different kinds of expectations. There's just what I expected to see. Right. And there's there's the level of expectation in terms of how much you enjoyed it, you know, and um, I mean, it, I would say it, I would say it met my expectation, you know, okay. I was kind of trying to kind of. Yeah, you, you were the most tempered some of, the of all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the craziness a little back, like, you know, I don't know if we're going to get a little bit of like WandaVision a little bit of I don't know if we're going to get all of this. I don't need all of this these things that we're supposed to, uh, you know, maybe see in this movie. I don't need it to be like that. If it's largely a Doctor Strange story, which it was, I'm good with that. I mm-hmm. would, that's why I would expect from Doctor Strange too. you know? So, um, so yeah, it was much more contained and I was cool with that. So it met my expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I don't know. So I do think some of the expectation stuff, definitely got out of hand and um you know i think uh you know i think for i think for a lot of things for really for anything that's not avengers some of the you know tie-in stuff you probably need to lower what what they're expecting to see i think this is i think it's some degree i kind of blame marvel for some of this to be honest because we talked about it a little bit last week in our preview of this movie but I think mm-hmm. Marvel is to blame for a couple of reasons. One, in referring to our conversation last week, I think the the heightened secrecy 
in regards to what their plans are for the future beyond next year, I think really allows for some of these expectations to get out of control because we know so little. You know, we know we're getting an Ant-Man movie. We know we're getting Black Panther this year. We know we're getting the Marvels next year and Guardians of the Galaxy. Those two movies, we know, well, and well, all those movies, we know nothing about except for Thor. We, we know nothing about Black Panther. We know nothing about Ant-Man. We know nothing about the Marvels. And we know nothing about uh, whatever the other movie I mentioned. I know I know named a bunch of movies just now. But like what are all the movies, we don't know really anything about them. So when we talk about trying to build stories, I think people are trying to are, are trying to leaping to conclusions because we're like, well, we don't know much. So these movies that we're getting now have to move us into some direction regarding what the next big threat is. And then the second reason why I think Marvel is kind of to blame for some of these expectations getting out of control is sometimes you're a prisoner of your own success. And I think we saw what happened kind of towards the end of the Infinity Saga. When you have a movie as powerful as Civil War, which is a Captain America movie that, you know, we now kind of see really was like a miracle how that happened. You know, how they didn't know they were going to get Spider-Man. And they got him, and then they were introducing Black Panther, and he was such a hit. Like, just so many things went right. They didn't remember. They weren't even sure when they were going to do a third uh, Captain America movie in the beginning. They didn't know if they were going to get Robert Downey Jr. They didn't know if they were going to do Civil War. So, like, that was kind of a all-stars aligning situation coming together that created this massive event that ended up being a singular franchise movie. And, we, and shortly after that, we ended up getting to Infinity War and Endgame, which were just these massive, massive films. And and remember, those films still disappointed people. Because remember, were, at that time, people were like, oh, well, about the Netflix characters and stuff. So even those movies didn't necessarily reach those heights. And then we just got Spider-Man No Way Home, which, you know, I think <laughs> I think satisfied people as pretty much as much as you can. And in a similar way, where they threaded a needle, I don't think that even Marvel necessarily knew they were going to be able to do. And that they definitely knew they were going to be able to get all those old villains and both of the previous Spider-Man. So I think when we come in some of these other movies, whether it be Eternals, whether it be this film, uh, whether it be any of these films that may be coming up in the next few months, I think that that's kind of the problem is that we're kind of looking back and saying, well, look what Marvel has done for us. So, you know, so, next, next big thing's got to be this, right? And, then, and, Mar- and to be fair, this thing had a lot of big things happen. It wasn't like there was nothing in this. But I right. think some of it also has to do with some of the marketing, how much they showed previous to this uh, movie that that also maybe has something to do with that yeah and i think shamari um both of you guys make good points where shamari you like ej you mentioned some of this is on marvel and like shamari mentioned it became a little bit like wandavision mm-hmm. and i talked to shamari about this earlier this week but like it, it to me marvel has a little bit of, of the blame in that they they look they read this stuff, and I know they didn't say anything about what was going to be in the movie, but they did nothing to control what people, you know, were expecting. Very, very from similar to WandaVision in that regard. 100%. Very similar to WandaVision. I mean, they heard all the people that thought we were going to see Tom Cruise, thought we were going to see Ben Affleck, yeah. you know, Chris Evans, Nate, Hugh Jackman, all these people that they knew weren't going to be, they knew for a for, for, for fact weren't in the movie. And weren't even really in the ballpark of anything that we were going to see in this movie, and they still they still let people run with those types of theories 
just to, just because they knew that well we need to we need the box office you know we're not going to say ah don't get too excited <laughs> don't get your hopes up um but because of that then this is when you have that Ralph Boner moment where there's no Quicksilver and you're kind of left with people up mad people saying this isn't the movie that I thought we, this is you know this isn't the movie I thought we were going to see this is the movie I wanted to see and like I said it's, it's just a Doctor Strange movie yeah, and like I said, it's unfortunate because again, it's not like this movie didn't have massive cameos. It did. Yeah, it just, and, and that, just, that's but like the, the expectations got yeah. so crazy that they couldn't even meet it when you showed me freaking Charles Xavier and Mister Fantastic. It still wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah, and that that's again that's on them because that that's shouldn't, on them exactly. That shouldn't that shouldn't have been those shouldn't have been moments where you're like, oh really? That's cool. <laughs> like right. you know, like if you would have told me that uh, two years ago. Yeah, they're gonna Patrick Stewart and John Krasinski are gonna be Professor X and Mister Fantastic and a Doctor Strange. I would have lost my mind. Right. But you know, just but you know, again, you, they told me Professor X is in the movie in the trailer, yeah. so that so many already movies, they showed me all the trailer had Professor X. Like, yeah. You know, like at they, that point, and once you and once you tell me the Illuminati is in the movie, then at that point it's like you know process of elimination. Who's in the Illuminati? <laughs> you tell me the fact that like Reed Richards is probably in it at that point. And then who's playing Reed Richards? Well, you don't tell me. So, I mean, the first guess is going to be John Krasinski. Like, these things weren't rocket science to try and figure out. But, um, it, and it, again, like you said, it's still great stuff. But the way they handled the lead-up led to, I think, some of the quote-unquote uh, disappointment from some of these fans. But, yeah, I, you know, I you talked about the secrecy with Marvel. Um, they also, they also uh, you know... Also, the way they handled this movie in terms of not saying anything about it for such a long time, making it seem as if, like, this movie was so, like, oh, my gosh, like, got to keep all this stuff under wraps. Like, they weren't, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch couldn't show his face in public. You know, there were no set photos and all that. Like, it was a lot. I mean, you know, stuff that you, that you, you would think, oh, why don't we do this for every movie? But they definitely do not do that for every movie. I don't, I part of me watch, post-watching this movie is, like, I don't know if they needed to do all that. You know, like, this movie... I know there's also the inconsistency. There's also the inconsistency in the tact because, you know, they do that, but then again, in the trailer, you're showing me Professor X in the uh, in the TV uh, spot. TV spot. Showing me Captain you're, Carter. Showing me Captain Carter. Like you're showing me things that kind of contradict how you've been acting. Yeah, they me. didn't. They didn't leak. Like so. When, so when that happened, leak. people were like, "Oh, well, this is just nothing." Like y'all are gonna receive something. Like this is just like the this is the appetizer. This is like nothing yeah. compared to what it's only the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, and and then when you only, it's tough. It's like, you know, they they think they had a tough decision. I think they felt like they had a tough decision to make in regards to money and promotion versus you know protecting the surprises. And somebody, somebody lost that battle. Somebody who was fighting for the battle of surprises lost the battle. The person that's like, yeah, well, we gotta get this bread. This bread. And I can't say that the person that say we gotta get this bread wasn't right in terms of that it would make them more money. I think it 100% made them more money. I don't I don't think this movie does the exact same numbers. 185 million the first weekend if they we don't, don't see Professor X. X and we don't see some of the stuff in those spots. I I don't I just don't think it's happening. I think that it, this th- this is not Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man is such a I mean he's arguably the most iconic superhero in America. So yep. the word of mouth of Yes, there's going to be Tobey Maguire. So that's going to go really far, really far, because it's Spider-Man. Doctor Strange is not Spider-Man, obviously. So 
you're not going to get the same people getting the word out, yo, you got to see this movie because X, Y, and Z is going to happen. This is not going to be the same. So I think that person won, but in a sense, the fans kind of lost in terms of the fans who are like us, where we're so locked into everything about these movies and everything. Like, those fans got a little screwed here. I think the fans are are casual, and not to diss them at all, you know, but casual fans and and people, or maybe people who just like to see the movies and like, oh, this next Marvel movie, I'm going to check it out. They probably were like, and if they know anything about this stuff, they're probably, oh my god, that was kind of crazy. I didn't think all that was going to happen. But I don't know. It goes so, kind of back and forth because in some ways they might see the stuff and think, uh, what the hell's going on? This is a lot to be going on to have very little explained. So I think I think we're getting to a point where, and in, in, we've had this discussion so many times at this point. Um, a lot of this also goes back to what they show in these trailers what they show in these TV spots leading up to the movie. Um, I mean, do we need to see all that stuff? You know, do we want to see all that stuff? You know, I mean, I think, as you said, if we're, if you're like us and you're tuned into so much, you know, you've seen so much, you know, it's just like you go in and you're not really surprised that quite a bit of what you probably should be surprised by. But you know, but Shane, you know they they cut you know the check that they cut for Krasinski and the check that they cut for Charles for uh you know uh, uh Charles Stewart or uh, uh, Patrick Stewart, Stewart I'm sorry, yeah. you know they wanted to make sure they got they reap the benefits of that. That's why return they on investment. Exactly, they want the return on investment. So yep. they're like, well, we cut the checks to so get these guys in there. We don't want to do this, and then people don't realize that they actually in the movie, and therefore we don't see the debut we thought we were gonna see. Like mm-hmm. I, I just don't think that that they want to do that. Yeah. Kevin Feige may not care, but Bob Chapek or somebody. And I Chapek remember is cutting the check. He's the one. Yeah, you know, he's given he he's given Feige essentially a blank check, but it's still his check. It's not Feige's check. So he's Feige's got to answer to somebody, and and that's where I think you've seen a lot of this come from. And I remember when I was watching the um, the uh, the red carpet uh, premiere on YouTube. And they were talking to Feige, and it seemed like after every other question, Feige was saying, make sure you guys go out and see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. You know, like he's some kind of ringmaster at the at the Big Top Circus or something like that. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's a little, you know, it was like, man, he's really, he just looked like he wanted to look at the camera and say, like, go see Doctor. He's like really like, you know, trying to get people to go see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So it's just, you know. It's, you know, it is what it is. You know, they got to do what they got to do. They got to sell the product. I'm not hating on it. It is what it is. It's art, Um, but it's also business. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's where a lot of this is. Uh, I want to get to some of the plot in this movie. And I want to begin with the arc of Doctor Strange himself. Because like I said, I think that this movie, it definitely is a Doctor Strange movie. Like, you know, like, like we had these conversations again plenty of times over the course of the past few months or even years about... You know, will this movie kind of, you know, kind of divulge into just some kind of mashup of various different people? And he's kind of just the, the vehicle. And I think, you know, me and Kendall both thought that there was a, a chance that that could happen. I think, Shamar, you were more, uh, you know, hopeful that it would not. And you were confident that it would not get into that. How do we feel about how his, his arc went? I thought that, I thought his arc was handled pretty well. I think he definitely is a vessel to, to get to a lot of different things. But... I think the story they were trying to tell was was pretty was pretty simple. I think it was very very easy to put together. You know, Strange being this kind of guy who's used to kind of always being the man in charge, 
always being the one calling the shots and him being kind of in this situation where he doesn't really have any control and he is kind of outgunned in some degree him having to trust others and 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 understand that you know he needs the help of others in order to you know stop wanda uh i liked his arc i liked benedict cumberbatch's uh i liked his i liked his acting i liked his portrayal of steven in this movie i feel like this writing felt a little more like steven than spider-man no way home did where he almost felt a little too I don't know. Spider-Man No Way Home is written like John. Like those scripts are written a certain way. You know, it's it's, it's not to say this this was like a super serious movie because while it was violent, you know, Raimi is not. He he can be. He he put a little camp in this, which is what all his movies have. But there was just something about kind of his portrayal of Steven that just felt a little more comfortable to me. I I enjoyed him throughout this film. Kendall, what did you make of Strange's arc and Cumberbatch in this film? Um, that was a great last point you just made there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, to me, I think Dr. Strange was, in my opinion, far and away the best thing about the Dr. Strange to, into the, (laughs) Dr. Strange into the multiverse of madness. Um, I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch was, was excellent. I mean, that's how, that's how it should be, right? You know, I mean, (laughs) the movie's called Dr. Strange. I'd hope Dr. Strange was good, but. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch was 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 phenomenal. Um, you know, I mean, even just the the opening scene where you know he's at the wedding and he you know he takes the you know he jumps off the balcony and and does the the cape trick and yeah jumps into battle. I mean, you you really feel like and Marvel's obviously really good about opening you know fight sequences, uh, sort of showing off like their superhero in their most superhero form. Um, and that that was that's what it felt like. You kind of forget that like Doctor Strange is like is a, is a superhero. Like we think of him as a sorcerer and an Avenger and whatnot. But like he's you know he's he's I mean he, yes he's different than Spider Man, but in some ways he's no different than Spider Man or he's no different than someone else. Yeah. So he, his crime fighting is a little different. He's not you know fighting yeah, exactly. necessarily the, the the gangster or the person. Yeah. But, you know hey there's a but if he has to know, if, if a mystical situation to. that happens in New York City is on his watch. He, he's going to be the person that's going to. Resolve it, yeah. which is what he had to do in that opening scene. Yeah, exactly. And so that was uh, that was re- that was cool to see. But yeah, I mean, I thought Benedict Cumberbatch was was again he was phenomenal. Um, you know, I thought his his story arc. I I I totally agree with what you said about. You know, it's been a while since I've sort of seen this Doctor Strange. Like, yes. and Scott Derrickson didn't do this movie. Obviously, this is Sam Raimi and Michael Waldron wrote it. But this felt. Most like the Doctor Strange that we met in his first movie than we've seen and since that movie. Um, you know, we've seen I mean, him a lot. just we've seen him in Endgame, we've yeah. seen him in Infinity War, and of course, saw him in No Way Home. Yeah, like I'm watching this movie and I'm not thinking back to, oh, remember that scene in Endgame where he did that or he said that or remember that scene. Every time he talked, I was I kept going back to his first movie, and that's not always the case. I mean, like you know, when I see Tom Holland. You know, when I'm watching No Way Home, I'm not necessarily thinking of this is the kid from Spider-Man Homecoming, you know, or sometimes I'm thinking, oh, yeah, this is the kid from, you know, uh, you know, Civil War. or This is the kid from, you know, Avengers uh, Infinity War. But but yeah, no, I mean, I thought that again, I thought Cumberbatch was excellent. 
story arc made sense. Um, you know, I was a little worried when they said, you know, early on, Christine Palmer was going to play a big role. I'm like, what, where is she going to fit into any of this? But I thought it made, made enough sense and I thought it worked. Um, you know, I, I mean, I have issues with the story, but, uh, but in terms of his performance and his arc, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I thought that Doctor Strange was the best part of this movie. Okay, so that's high praise from Kendall. What do you, how do you feel about uh, Cumberbatch in this uh, in this film, Sham? I thought he was great. Yeah, I mean, in I, I, he just has a strange character down, you know. Um, you know, it's hard for me. It'll be hard for me to see anyone else in live action as Doctor Strange um, at this point. Yeah, he's done a fantastic job. You know, he's done a fantastic job. I love this story from beginning to end. You know, like they said, like you said, he always needs to be the person in control and stuff. And, uh, you know, to the point where he would even kill, you know, a girl and take her power. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, I have to fix this. You know, and it's like, no, you have to trust other people. And, um, yeah, it was good. It was, it was a really good story. Um, you know, everything with him and Christine and, you know, and how he handled, how he handled, uh, you know, Wanda and everything. It it was honestly it was great. Doctor Strange did a great job, or or well, of course he did. He won, but um, but Cumberbatch did a good job. Um, you know, the writing I thought was good. When it came to the story, uh, and the dialogue I thought was good. I I I thought Cumberbatch did a great job. So I I don't really have any complaints when it comes to Doctor Strange. You know, you've done a good job as an actor when we just start calling you the character. Yeah, you know, strange, like, you're calling you Doctor Strange. Like I don't think anybody's sees Jared Leto and says, man, that, that Morbius is he's a good actor, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, he yeah, has... Can I used to have to see Morbius? <laughs> yeah, I had to see Morbius. Oh, yeah, you have well, to see Morbius. Well, I don't Do I? Do I really? I mean, I don't know. We, we've gone to, I'm, not, I'm not spending any more time on Morbius on this, <laughs> on this podcast. Let me, let me say that. I'm just putting my foot down on that one. But I will say, when it comes to this film, the other major piece of it there's really two other major pieces, but the other major piece I think we'll talk about first is Wanda. So Wanda, who is now the Scarlet Witch, she sets herself up to truly be the villain of this film. And it was becoming more likely that that was going to be the case. As you saw more and more promotion, there was no other figure that was, uh, was, you know, being shown. Anyway, though, you really, it was very, the promotion was very weird. Like, they showed a lot, but they also didn't really show, like, strange fighting anyone. And they didn't really show <laughs> Wanda fighting anyone. So it kind of just made it kind of weird, like, who is fighting who. And and it, it, in some ways, like, I think the fact that the movie is kind of, they, they, they do kind of shoot it in a horror film kind of way. A lot of it is Wanda chasing them. Like, it actually allows for you to shoot, to, you know, put out trailers and TV spots in a way in which, if, if you if you don't if you if you come with expectations that Wanda is a superhero and that you wouldn't be fighting Doctor Strange, you would maybe be surprised when you see this film and see what's going on. But we we kind of get Wanda as the villain, and it happens very early because we learn from pretty much the jump as soon as Stevens decides, all right, well this is clearly an issue. We got to get someone else who's very powerful involved to to figure this out because we need to see what the hell's going on with America and who's trying to steal this girl's powers and what's what 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 is going on. He goes to Wanda, and we learn pretty much immediately that Wanda is 
is responsible for all of the stuff that's happening with America and these this multi universal chase that she's been on trying to get away from these monsters that have been sent to kill her or at least stop her so that she can then come in and, and take her powers. Uh, it happens through that conversation we see in that uh, in that forest that we, we thought was like, you know, the forest that we were introduced to in WandaVision, but uh, Wanda kind of kind of shows her hand by 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 you know referencing that you know oh well if you want to protect america just bring her here and steven's like i didn't say her name and Wanda's yo like, when she said that i was like there was a lot of weird sort of writing in this movie so I, you know first i thought i was i was just confused i was like does Walter not even realize that like i was like how does he how does she know that and i was like okay all right there we go yeah, she's like whoops i guess that cat's out of the bag now and she's <laughs> and then she wipes everything off she's like yeah nah i've been the person trying to get her also, I've been reading the Darkhold, um, and yeah, bring her to me, or all of y'all are gonna die. <laughs> so there was something about Wanda, and just kind of how the story was crafted. That again, I liked. I think there that this has become a little controversial. So number one, I have no issue with, with, with Wanda. Really, any of her actions in this movie, I think that a lot of it is not as complicated or difficult to to understand as some people who have been detractors of this film have been saying. First of all, number one, Darkhold, you read it, you're evil. It is very simple. You could say, okay, you don't like the Darkhold, but that's just what it is. And maybe my my experience with, well, one, Marvel Comics, but even more importantly, I think Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. made yeah. that just very easy for me. Like, a lot of people were having a tough time with that, and I'm like, what don't you understand about Darkhold being the Book of the Damned, and then whoever reads it, their mind gets corrupted, and they'll do anything and think that they're in the right. It's it's very simple. And also it we literally got introduced to this in WandaVision. So number one, I didn't really have much of a problem with that. And number two, I mean boy, you want to talk about putting someone over as being super powerful. I mean the Scarlet Witch she's put over as is I, I mean I, I don't know who's more powerful than Scarlet Witch in the Marvel universe at this point in time. And I thought that Elizabeth Olsen, I, the only thing I'll disagree with from Kendall's perspective, as much as I love Carmen Vatch, I, I love Elizabeth Olsen's performance. I thought that she understood the assignment for what Raimi was trying to do with making her kind of this horror villain figure. I thought kind of the, the depth to her madness was, was, was like, we saw it get worse and worse as the movie went on. And I thought there was, you know different things in her acting and and and, and how she was uh, moving that I thought was 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 excellent, and I, I really I really enjoyed Wanda slash the Scarlet Witch in this movie quite a bit, and I thought her motivations were simple. Like she wants her she wants her kids back. She dreams of her kids through these other universes because we learn in the Marvel universe, you know, people who dream. They're essentially seeing versions of themselves in different timelines, which is an actual theory that people have here in our universe that we live in. Uh, so her waking up and always seeing her kids, her seeing, being asleep, seeing her kids, waking up, them not being there, deciding, all right, I got to see what the hell's going on, going to the dark hole and still living those dreams. And now who knows what else is going on in her head because she's been reading dark hole. I, 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 I was I was totally on board with with much of what happened with Wanda. What do you think, Sham, about how they handled the Scarlet Witch here? 
I thought it was great. You know, so I, I think, if, you know, for me, um, I think I feel like Wanda's performance was probably the best performance in the movie. She was fantastic. Or Elizabeth Olsen's performance. Right. Yeah. See, see, we're doing the same. Yeah. You're doing but the same um, thing. but Good performance, uh, man. Good actress. <laughs> but, you know, it's like she I mean, it's she did a great job. She did a great job as um, Scarlet Witch. You know, she is extremely powerful in the movie. Um, so, and yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you, EJ. I didn't see any kind of plot holes or anything like that when it comes came to what Wanda did and why she did it or, or you know, whatever. She had a dark hole. She was corrupted. And I yeah. felt, I thought they made it very clear in the movie. Um, just contained, it's just in the movie as a contained thing. I thought it was right, very exactly. clear. They explained, yeah. <laughs> you know, that this book, and that's where this is going to get this is going to get very interesting because this is I think was your first real assignment for like hey Marvel gave you some homework to watch WandaVision. And like really it's only like they didn't even go as deep with it as they could have in terms of the WandaVision connection because right. it really is only simple to the fact that now you had to have watched all the episodes but still it's you got to know that she discovers the dark hold and she gets it from Agatha, and that she had kids in this place. There's That's kids. really all you have to know. <laughs> like it's it's very simple, and it's been very frustrating for me to be on social media and see these people not understand these things. People who or people who didn't watch WandaVision or saying I don't get his way. Well, you should have done the homework. And then the people who watch it say, "Oh, but this is too simple." And I'm just like, they gave you stuff to understand why this is happening in WandaVision. This is not like stuff coming out of nowhere. Hey, Kendall, did you? How did you feel about how they set up Wanda and some of the discussion of that, that some people have not really liked what they did with Wanda in this movie? Kendall? Uh, I, I guess I'll play a little devil's devil advocate. All right, let's do um, it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not... I agree. I thought they did a good job with, with Wanda as a character in this movie. Um... To me, I, the way I the way I enjoyed it was I thought about the last time I saw a character like this. The last two times I saw a character like this. It was Jean Grey in two different X-Men movies. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, very, yeah, very, I've seen that comparison. Yeah. Very similar story. And it was, they, I mean, they were both terrible. Um, terrible. Second one, not as bad, but still <laughs> poor. Um, this one, I, like, on the surface, like, again, look, that archetype is not necessarily my favorite so i'm not gonna i'm never gonna be like it's my favorite character but mm-hmm. it was it was just handled this is how the Jean gray thing should have been handled this is how the dark phoenix thing should have been handled um so this movie did a much better job of that so they deserve a lot of credit um in terms of the the wandavision thing uh i mean you guys are right that yes if they explain it very clearly why she was evil uh that it was the dark hole but i think that that is that is the disconnect with you guys and I think a lot of the people that are having those complaints is that I mean if you I mean I, I mean if you caught somebody on the street and said you know hey what do you think about the dark hole I don't think most people would know what that is you know um, so I think that that is the that is the disconnect because when even the people that watch the WandaVision all the way through let's say you're somebody who watched the show but you don't watch like you don't listen to our show or you don't you right. don't watch some of these other shows on YouTube that break down every little Easter Easter egg. You may not know what the Darkhold is. 
you know, or maybe you, you, you caught it, but like you're not really thinking too much about what its impact is going to be. Like, I think WandaVision probably could have done a better job. I'm not even going to blame Doctor Strange. At the end of the day, it's all Kevin Feige. That's, that's, but yeah. I'm not even going to blame Sam Raimi, Michael Aldridge, as much as I think WandaVision probably could have done a better job of, like, making it clear what was going on at the end with, like, Wanda reading the Darkhold and, like, really, you know, like, foreshadowing that, no, she's not, like redeemed like she's she's still evil because i think that that's the impression that i think a lot of people got coming out of wandavision was that her letting go of the hex was her kind of you know moving on quote unquote you know that that was the for for a lot of that was the impression for a lot of people whether or not clearly after seeing this movie that's not the case but that was the impression that i think a lot of people got and that the post-credit scene if you don't know anything about the dark hole or even if you do but you're just you're just, you know, they, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a quick tease. So you know, they don't really, they don't dive into like, and in the tease is very much like, oh, maybe she's just a concerned mother who's trying to find her kids. You know, she's still, but it doesn't say like necessarily that, oh, she's gonna, you know, kill more people in her effort to do so. <laughs> so that's where I think people are. That's where I think the disconnect happened. But other than that, I mean, I think that. Ultimately, I th- again, I thought that Wanda was—I thought she was great. Like you said, super, super powerful. Um, what that says about the Illuminati is another conversation. But, uh, but when it comes to Wanda, yeah, I mean, I thought Elizabeth Olsen did a very good job. Um, but yeah, story-wise, I, you know, one or the other, there's a—I don't even. Again, it's a disconnect. It's not really even—it's—it's yeah. it's hard to blame them because it's on the—it's on the viewer. Yeah. Um, Really, I think the if if Doctor Strange could have done anything in this movie, or Raimi and Waldron, because it's such a quick and abrupt shift. Like, I mean, there's no shift. Like, she's just evil from jump. That is, I think, what's jarring for people. Like, if they would have spent like 20 minutes in the beginning, <laughs> maybe even like the first scene opening with her, like showing her trying to do stuff and find uh, Wicked and Speed, like that would have maybe hit home for people more than like. The last time we saw her, you know, you know, besides the post credit scene, like the last time we saw her, she was doing a good thing. The next time we see her, she's like, you know, the wicked witch of the of the West. You know, <laughs> that yeah. is, I think, what threw people off a little bit. Now, he, I, I have a question for you, EJ. Yeah. Um, I know you were saying that they should eventually go all in with Disney Plus, and what's the point of watching it if you're not going to connect? I feel like this movie was very connected to Disney Plus yeah, to the point definitely. where it was almost re- basically almost kind of required watching to feel yeah. like you're Yeah, a, I feel bad for the people that didn't watch cool. WandaVision because they didn't know what was going on. Right. So, EJ, what did you think of how they handled that in this movie? Yeah, I, I liked it. I felt like it gave me, it felt like it made it, okay, I earned, I, I feel like I earned something having watched WandaVision because that's where, see, that's why Kendall's point about they, maybe another 20 minutes is so fascinating. I think that at the end of the day, this is where that Disney Plus conversation is so important. Because, you know, this is a movie when we first saw the runtime, everybody saw, you know, two hours and seven minutes or whatever it was. And they were like, what the hell? Like, that's like, and again, it's not super short. But considering what we thought we were going to see and, and, and what they were going to have to try to explain, we were like, that just seems like a short movie for this. Like, you thought this would have been at least two hours and 20, two hours and 30 and I don't know if anybody would thought three hours, but I think it wouldn't have shocked nobody if it would have saw three hours. 
But, you know, I think Raimi, who is, you know, he's from a, a certain cloth where, where I feel like he doesn't feel the nece- it's necessary to do two and a half, 245 or three hour kind of movies for stuff like this. I think he wanted to be very disciplined and kind of getting to the meat and the crux of the story. I actually enjoyed that I didn't have to go through some of the extra minutiae and we just got to the action and got to yeah. the main plot. Like, like I like that. I know some people would say, oh, yeah. I disagree. Like, to me, like, when you sit back and I watch some of these movies, like, I'm going to exclude Batman out of that. Batman was a whole different animal. But I think when you look at some of these other Marvel movies that have been the two and a half hours, almost three hour films, I think, I don't know if I look back on any of those and think, oh, like, those three hours were definitely worth it. Like, they definitely need to do all three. I think all of them kind of felt like it could have been 10 minutes shorter. There's some Black Order scenes that probably could have been cut. Yeah, there's some Black Order scenes. There's some stuff in Endgame, (laughs) you know, kind of showing how bad the world is in the beginning. You're kind of like, ah, you know, some of the time. There's some Bruce Banner, there's some Bruce Banner, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow scenes that could have been cut. Yeah, that's yeah. Let's keep it a buck. Like, like they didn't necessarily do all that much with that extra time. I'm keeping it on. I love those movies, but I didn't. Say, I, I don't sit here now and think, oh, those movies earned those three out. That those three hour runtime. So, like, there was this was refreshing because it's like, oh, well, yes, what we saw in Wandavision, given what they're telling me what this story is, which is because she keeps she's been continuing reading the Darkhold. And she thinks she can find her kids, which we know she cares about deeply. That's why she's doing this. I'm like, all right, well, I know everything now. And yes, let's get to the action. Now let's get to the plot. Let's let's see, you know, in my head, I'm watching the film. I'm like, well, let's see the X-Men and freaking Fantastic Four and, and Ghost Rider. Like, I'm, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm like, all right, good. Yeah, we yeah. don't need any of that. Like, it, it, like so, so I, for me, I thoroughly enjoyed that that was an aspect that helped, you know. And I'm hoping that... We get to see more of that, you know. We talked about how, and I think it, it's, it's interesting to kind of wonder if Loki has much of an impact on this. And I tend to think it did, but I guess we'll talk about that maybe in a little bit. So, but, the, but, I, but, I'll but be I honest. That this was the, honestly, it felt like WandaVision was the first, is the first mo- show where it's like, okay, yes, like I, I really gained a lot from having watched a Disney Plus so, show, and it helped me. I, I have a gripe with the plot. Go ahead. I have a gripe because you're right that WandaVision. I, I wasn't really even thinking about the WandaVision thing because part of me is like that. That seemed like a given. But I actually think Marvel could have went further in it in that. A show like What If to me felt like something that was easily going to be tied into this. And I don't think it was really tied in at all. Yeah, Captain and, Carter. Almost to the point where it was kind of weird. Yeah, like it's Captain Carter. But there is no there's no reason to believe that's the same Captain Carter from what if. In fact, there's almost reason to believe it's probably not, which makes it. And it means it's, it's, it is what it is. I don't even say it makes it whack, but it just, you know, it, 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 it takes it takes a little bit away when we assume, oh, it, it might be the same person. Now it's like now yeah, I'm I, I will say I will say for the chances fact, are it's not. Yeah. I mean, when you think of Dr. Strange being like, I mean, he was the MVP of what if and. Yeah, and when you consider that, and then you consider, it didn't feel like like I don't think we we didn't get introduced any of the the versions of Doctor Strange that we met in what. Yeah, if. I mean we had the they literally had an evil Doctor Strange, but they didn't pick the one from what if. I'm what like, if. why not? Yeah, I don't. 
could have well, done it. Like, of course, busy. he's too busy with Ultron. I guess I don't know. <laughs> he's too busy. Yeah, in that right. Sphere. He's with with Ultron or like, yeah, little, like yeah. snow globe essentially. Yeah. Um, like, and that's the thing. Like, you don't want to deal with the the quote unquote baggage of like these yeah. other characters. You know, like they show us the zombie thing in the in the trailer, and you're thinking, oh, like this is the Marvel zombies. Like, you know, they're tying into what if and. You know, when's the Watcher going to show up? And we, you know, Captain Carter and all this different stuff. And there's none of it. And I'm like, we got more multiverse stuff in, in, in like, what if and, and Loki and all this than we did in, in this movie. No, it's fair. It's, 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 it's very fair. And it's, it's a very good question that Sham had posed. So let's get to, before we get to America Chavez, I do want to talk about America. But I do, I do first want, we, we need to have an actual real conversation about the Illuminati. So we, we, we get to, you know, they eventually, as, as Wanda, you know, you know, she just wrecks the freaking, uh, all those, you know, sorcerers. Um, and, and yes, yes, exactly. Just completely just lays waste to them. They eventually are able to get away. They're sent through the multiverse and, you know, it's weird. We see them go through different worlds, and sometimes they're cartoons, and sometimes there's other people. But I, I didn't really catch anything that would have been like kind of Easter eggy. I had to probably watch it again. Um, but I didn't. I, I kind of thought that was a little bit of a missed opportunity, where maybe we could have seen something that was, you know, very obviously a, a nod to something, whether it be X Men '97 or anything. You know. Um, but nonetheless, they eventually get to this new Earth. Uh, Earth, or well, at least eight thirty eight. I believe, uh, yeah, eight, Earth 838, and, you know, why, uh, why Steven decides, all right, well, we're going to figure out what's going on. We got to go to um, the Sanctum. Sanctum being, we see, run by this sorcerer, this Earth Sorcerer Supreme, who is Carl Mordo. Mordo, not trusting this strange, takes them to his other friends, the Illuminati. And that's what we're introduced to the Illuminati, which includes Baron Mordo, but also includes Maria Rambeau as Captain Marvel, Peggy Carter as Captain Carter slash Captain Britain. Um, and then the, the Charles Xavier, one we also knew we were going to see, coming out in the yellow hover wheelchair, or I guess hover chair. It's not a wheelchair. I guess there were no wheels. <laughs> the yellow hover chair, known to be the X-Men 97 or X-Men animated series chair that he was in. Black Bolt, which I think was, was I don't think it was a super stunner, but I think the considering who was playing him, I think that that was maybe a surprise. To some people. We talked about that, too. We did talk about you it. Were, you were like, there's no way they bring Anthony Mount back. I know. Said, yeah. And then there he was. He was, he was Black Bolt. Mari's and, guy. Full co- full yeah, costume, tune and a you know, tuning fork on his head and everything, and the last one being John Krasinski as Reed Richards. So Shamari, man, I know you were grinning ear to ear when you saw that one. So uh, like the uh, let's, give it, let's, give it, let's give it a share. I mean, in the flesh, you saw the you saw these you saw these uh you saw these actors you saw this team, you saw a little bit of their story. And why they don't trust Strange, stemming from their Strange, having read the Darkhold in their efforts to defeat Thanos, and them having to feel like, well, they got you got to kill this guy because he's been reading the Darkhold, and you know he, he's he's even though we finally did defeat Thanos, he, he's caused me problems in between that that we can't 
we can't do this anymore. Um, and then we see their interaction with Wanda when Wanda is able to dreamwalk into the Wanda of that Earth and attack the Illuminati. Does not end well for them at all. What was your thoughts, Sham, on just how the Illuminati was handled in this film? I have zero complaints. Um, zero. Okay. Zero complaints. So some people, I know it's very polarizing. Some people didn't like, oh, I didn't like that the Illuminati were here. Then they were killed off. Or I didn't like this one was in the Illuminati, that that one was in the Illuminati or whatever. You know, I, I didn't have, I had zero complaints. Um, I mean, Professor X, I mean, me and Kendall talked about it a little bit uh, beforehand. Uh, Patrick Stewart is, he's getting very up there in age. He's getting very up there in age. I don't know if Kendall's going to bring that up at some point. I would think so, but he's getting up there. He's getting up there in age, you know, to the point where, you know, I wouldn't have minded seeing a McAvoy or I still wouldn't mind, quite frankly, seeing a McAvoy. And I'm not, I'm not saying I don't, didn't, don't want it or I was disappointed with seeing Patrick Stewart. I don't want to imply that. I was very happy with it. Especially when they had like the X-Men music. I was like, oh my oh God. Oh my God, yeah. That was... like, oh my God, it chills. Yeah, There's goosebumps all over the place, chills. It was crazy. Um, you just get flashbacks of yourself, like, or just watching the show late at night. It's crazy. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I'm not upset about it, but it was it was very noticeable how much he had aged. He's aged since even the last time we saw him as Professor X, which I don't. I'm not, what, what was that, Logan? I think. Yo, I saw, I, saw uh -oh. somebody on, I saw somebody on Instagram or Twitter, I think, said, and I, it was it was sad because I love Patrick Stewart and I love Professor X. And I like I like that they did the hover chair and everything. But somebody was like, yo, Charles Stewart, uh, he looks like like a kid in a high chair. Like, like in, that, in that chair. Because he's, he's, he's a little more They frail. made it so big. They, they didn't need to make it so big. I know it's big in the yeah, show, but like. Yeah, they wanted to. They it was too to big do, for him. For, for his body. You know, it was it make a smaller one. Still make yeah. it yellow and hover. Like I don't know. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's just you know, so it's just it's very noticeable. It just is. He's I a, and he's, I he's eighty one. He's eighty one. There's no I mean, eighty one. No you know, yeah. so it, it is what it is. Um, I mean, that's the, probably the only thing I've had to pick anything. But I loved seeing um uh um who, who was that uh, was that Maria Rambo. Yes, as, Maria Rambo. Yeah, as Captain Marvel. Don't get me started on Krasinski. He was every he's everything that that I would have wanted to see as Reed Richards. I'm a hundred thousand percent. He is Reed Richards. I don't want to hear anything about oh well this oh well this is just the Illuminati Reed Richards. No, he is Reed Richards. And this right, so is you're, this you're, was you're, you're, you're all in. You're all in. This was his casting in whatever movie with Watts that Watts was gonna do. But he was cast as Reed Richards, so so that's that's that was very comforting, and he did a great job, mind you, as Reed Richards, with the little time that he had, of course, before Wanda showed up. But it was but it was it was great. Anton Mount was great. I, I don't know how other I, I don't know how everybody felt about him in in Inhumans. There were Inhumans had a million problems. He wasn't the issue with Inhumans for me. No. He didn't say anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. It's hard for him to he be a problem. Really he didn't did say it, much. Right. Which was a problem, which was the writing. <laughs> yeah. You know, but but he wasn't an issue in any. So I yeah. had no issue seeing him as Black Bolt, and I thought that costume was super official. And they got a 
if if they do if they do do the Inhumans, which I'm not really wholly convinced that they will do, but if they did, he's got to be Black Bolt in that costume. Um, I say, so, well, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I was, you know, me, I've said it. I mean, I thought that they were just, you know, they just mothballed anything you have to do with Inhumans. We were just never gonna see anything again. Like, that was my impression. But like seeing them mm-hmm. put him in that costume, seeing them bring him back, like I don't know how you guys felt, but it made me way more confident that. We could see something within humans in the future with this MCU. Yeah, I mean, I mean I've mentioned point, it. I mean, when they, talking about Miss Marvel, that I think we're, I think we will one hundred percent. I mean, I mean, I think we, when we talked about the trailer, I think I won't say one hundred percent, but I'm pretty confident that there will be tie, teases and ties to the royal family. Because when they introduced him, didn't they say he was like from the the Rock or something like that? They they used like the yeah whatever transformed them into Inhumans. Yeah, like the Terrigen. They, yeah, the Terrigen. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um. So you know, so I mean, they're going straight from just going to the lore for the Inhumans. Yeah. So you know, I mean, at this point, it's like, I mean, why not? You're 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 redoing the Inhumans, and he is Black Bolt. I mean, you have Black Bolt, so <laughs> why not do it? <laughs> yeah. But you know, I mean, it is what it, the the show is so bad. I wouldn't blame them if they just were like, listen, we're just going to put him in this, but. He was great as Black Bolt. And that flashback was crazy. And they showed him kill Doctor Strange, the other Doctor Strange. Yeah. And I mean it was it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, you know, I wish we got more time with them. If it were me, I would have I would have I don't know, just done something to give them more time, maybe have a, a bigger and they need we I think I think they need at least a little bit more time. But um, but yeah. Otherwise, it was great. It was a great sequence. You know, I don't have any complaints. They could always, there could always be another Illuminati in another universe. Doesn't mean this is the only Illuminati we'll ever see. I have no complaints. I mean, Kendall, do you one how do you like the Illuminati? But also, I mean, do you feel like this could be the precursor to our strains creating Illuminati here with our universe? Or do you feel like he put he saw this was like that? That didn't work out. I mean, let's not do that again. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm just spitballing here. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you guys are better writers than Michael Waldron. <laughs> well, no, I but uh, Mar- I, I, I like Waldron. I'm not gonna diss him like that. I'm just, I'm just asking. Was, man. I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of heels. Uh, but yes, you are. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so look, I didn't love the handling of the Illuminati. I'm probably overall a thumbs down. Okay. Um. There were aspects of it that I enjoyed, obviously. I mean, I just want to hit the nail on the head. I mean, John Krasinski uh, was, you know, the great casting, you know. Um, he looked great. They, they took him straight out of the straight out of the Photoshop, straight out of the edits of him as, uh, <laughs> as Reed Richards with the beard yep. and all that. Um, the suit looks amazing. I mean, if that's the Fantastic Four suit, I mean, I'm, I'm all that in. That suit is, yeah, fire. Yeah. You know, they kind of have to use it now. Um, and I agree with Shamar. I mean, you kind of have to make him Reed Richards. And we talked about it, like, we talked about it before. If you cast him as Reed Richards, does he have to be Reed Richards? He's probably the one that if you casted him, you kind of, you have to keep it. Like, if you were going to do something where it was a one-off, you would have had to have done something ridiculous, like Ben Affleck, you know, or something where you know, like, you're not going to get that guy. Or, or you know, like, like, bring back the guy that was in the first Fantastic Four movie. Right, yeah, exactly. Which some people Which are was, still upset was, that they didn't bring him back, honestly. I've seen yeah, I mean, I. That was the other one. I, they weren't going to do that. 
you know, I think that the Krasinski thing, it, I agree with Shamari. Like, if you're going to do it, like, that means that this is what they're doing. And so if they want to set it up that way, I think that that makes sense. Um, if that's not what they're doing, then yes, they should have just, they should have used some, they should have used uh, the last, uh, not Miles Teller, but the last. Uh, yeah, Ian Grufford. Ruffle, yeah, yeah. Um, I so I don't know. I mean, I that was cool. I mean, seeing Black Bolt was cool. Um, seeing, I mean, the whole the 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 composition of the team was, was made sense. You know, I liked Captain Carter. Uh, you know, there were some good moments, good lines. I liked the, you know, I could do this all day. You know, and all yeah, that. But I like that too. Um, to, to me, I think. You know, you mentioned that they 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 used the Illuminati to 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 prop up and put over Charlotte Witch, and I, I don't think that that should have been their function. Um, you know, it, it was just I don't know. I mean, I I like I didn't take pleasure in seeing like Reed Richards and you know Charles Xavier and Black Bolt just getting like slashed and diced up and blown up. Um, it, you know, it's a very, very much like uh, the beginning of of Invincible. You know, the first episode of Invincible, where it's like, man, you know, I, I was just starting to like these yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, very, very good point, definitely. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, in terms of Professor X, uh, Shamari's right. Yeah, I was gonna mention that. You know, Charles Xavier looks. Old. I mean, Patrick Stewart looks old. Charles Xavier definitely looked old in this movie. Uh, <laughs> we definitely can't see any more Patrick Stewart. Um, and I hate to say it, I'm not. I'm not trying to put him out of, put him out of. You know, retire him. Trying to retire him. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to retire him. You know, he, he's fine as Picard uh, <laughs> in Star Trek, but <laughs> you know, if we're getting another Patrick, we're getting another Charles Xavier. It's got to be either a recast or it's got to be James McAvoy. Um, you know, McAvoy could have been a lot more engaging in this movie than even Patrick Stewart was. And that's not even a, it's not a knock, but, he, you know, he's just limited at this point. Um, you know, like even the scene of him walking and trying to, you know, grab Wanda, I'm like, the other Wanda, I'm like, I don't know if he's going to be able to, <laughs> I don't know if he's got the strength. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's <laughs> yeah. got the facilities for that big man. <laughs> Yo, right? Big Shaq. <laughs> yeah, I, don't think I mean. The facilities for that big man. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was that was tough. I mean, so I, I mean, to it, me, you know, I get, what were you gonna say? Yeah, no, I was gonna say to me. I mean, I think I think it's very. I'm. I'll be honest. I am very surprised. Charles, uh, like you, like he calling Charles Xavier again. We're doing the same thing. Uh, I'm very surprised. Patrick Stewart took this gig because I think they took him because he was expendable. I think that yes. There's no way he's going to be Charles Xavier in the 616 MCU or whatever, whenever after Secret Wars happens, whatever. <laughs> whatever continuity we're going to be following post we see the mutants, he ain't going to be Charles Xavier. There's no way. So, mm. now, could McAvoy be? I mean, he's young enough. He's a great actor. He's great as Charles Xavier. He could be, but I don't think they wanted to kill him off. Um, I think they did right, it because right. they were like, all right, nobody is expecting him to be Charles Xavier. So, him being in this movie is going to be crazy. He's going to get the cheap pop. And I don't want to call it cheap. The legit pop that it deserves. <laughs> um, he's going to get the legit pop that it deserves. And it's going to, you know, if we put him in the trailer, then it's going to bring people to the actual theater. Because they're like, oh my god, now right. I really got to see what the hell's going on. So, it it, it 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 did its 
purpose, but I almost feel like this was almost beneath Patrick Stewart, if that makes sense. Like, I, I mean, and that's maybe a bold statement. Like, this is the first time we've seen a mutant on a Marvel movie. So this was a big deal. He's the first mutant we've ever seen in Marvel, which is... But you're right. Which is, is, is important. But, I mean, I also feel like, I don't know if that was all he was going to be, which was a guy to show up, be an interesting cameo, and then get killed very, you know, graphically. I I don't know. I don't know if I would him, I would have done it. I'll be honest. I'm, I, I mean, I am I happy he did it? Yeah, he was thinking about the fans, and I, he got. A, I'm sure he got a great check. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna yeah. say. So, like, so the money was probably there's, there's some details. Yeah, the money was fantastic. There's some details we we weren't privy to. Yeah, <laughs> right. The, the money was fantastic, but I'm I'm surprised he did it. I I, I would have thought on face value that this there would have been no check would have been good enough to make this be his last performance as Professor X. Though he did say that this may not be his last performance. Um, but I think that he did he did say that this week. Um, um, but like, but like it, it, or that this would at least be make it, this would this would ensure that Logan is not his last performance. Like, I'm surprised right, that right. this was what got him out of bed. I'm I'm surprised by that. Right. So, you I think you hit the nail on the head when you talk about like just the I, and I, again I don't I don't you know I thought that they did a good job in the movie overall, but I thought that they did not handle these characters with the right care that they should have. Um. I mean, again, we're talking about Professor X. We're talking about, uh, you know, Captain Marvel. We're talking about Mister Fantastic, Black Bolt, especially those three in particular, because those are new characters that we hadn't seen yet. And you know, again, the, our introduction to those three are just them just getting wiped away. Well, you it know, was all, like it's Professor amazing. X. It's like it's like wrestling, Kendall. It's like you know, we just talk about it. It was all to put over. The threat yeah. that was the main event person at that point. Yeah, in time. look, and I'm the guy. You do that I, I like seeing Stone Cold. Question, whenever you do that, Kendall, I like seeing Stone is, Cold stun uh, Kevin Owens. Like, I don't need to see Austin Theory or somebody go. <laughs> yeah, but I think for them, it's like it's it, their thought is like this is it, it, wrestling. There's always got to be a payoff. It's like, all right if you're gonna yes. quote unquote bury other major people to put over this person you gotta have a payoff that works and i think right. the payoff is gonna be tbd with wanda wanda's story's not over clearly not so i, okay, and I don't you, think you that put the, you yeah. put her over as this insanely powerful person that cannot be stopped not by any normal hero like it's gonna take someone of similar you know it, you know unlimited power to really stop her What's the purpose? You've already what, lost. What, how could how could they how could they make this how, how could they make this right? And well, that's going to be up to a future movie. It's not going to. It didn't happen in this one. You, you've already lost me in terms of for for me personally, and I'm sure there's people out there that that differ. But for me personally, like this this Scarlet Witch character, this Wanda Maximoff character, is not important enough for me to want to see. Professor X buried like that, or he missed that. All three of them buried like that in the way that they did. And I don't know if there's any MCU character. It's not really a knock on Scarlet Witch, but like it just—I mean, again, just in just in my in my you know upbringing as a comic book fan, like Scarlet Witch was not you know a big enough character for me to want to to want to do all of that. 
especially a character that we've seen so much already. She just got her own show, and I know they look like you said they're not done with the character, and they clearly they've made that clear. But you know, I'm like, look, if John Krasinski is Mr. Fantastic, I'm like, I mean, well, I know, I know, no, he's not doing anything against you know uh, Scarlet Witch. Um, you know, I mean, you know, obviously people have already made the joke about how he, you know, he already told Blackwood, he told told uh, Scarlet Witch how to beat Black Bolt. Um, even though he's the smartest man alive, but I, you know, I do, I, I do feel like it's, it's just, it's tough because again, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get excited for these characters, you know, and Mr. Fantastic is taken out. Black Bolt is taken out. Does it, does it take away from the steam? Like these are, these Fox X-Men characters are characters that they paid billions for, you know, and, you know, and, I mean, I don't know the the total number was what like forty billion or something like that around that number. I, those two characters alone, or, or you know, or at least those two properties, Fantastic Four and X Men, are worth you know a X amount of billions of that 40, thirty to forty billion that they that they paid. I I don't I don't know if that's how I would have handled these characters. I also don't feel like that they they did enough. I mean, again, I had my expectations coming into this movie. That I, you know, I was off on, but they, I don't, I don't think that it was smart to introduce these characters and not really set anything up involving them or like really even dive into their backstories. You know, well, we got yeah. Easter eggs and hints about, you know, maybe you know Sue Storm, you know, and just and, and you know Franklin, the Baxter Frank, Foundation, and Frank, and Franklin Richards, and, and Val, uh, yes, and Franklin Richards is being uh, being uh, being out there and all it, but like to me. Does any of that? Does any of that even matter? You know, am I supposed to even care about it? Because this character dead. We I don't even are, know if yeah, he's going to be I the same actor. I think, you, I think you are because I think that to me, I mean, you know, all these worlds we've been introduced to since Loki. You know, they we know they're different, but we see that there's there's some there are some similarities with this world. So, if you're saying if they're introducing a Mister Fantastic that is married and and has two kids already, then it hints to the idea that when we see Mr. Fantastic, he he may already have two kids or, he may already be or we Fantastic. will be introduced to Franklin and Valeria later down the road. And that kind of brings me to the, my maybe my final question on this guys is uh, the two biggest questions I had about the Illuminati. And in my in my opinion, I didn't have I, I didn't love them being just off like that, but I thought it served its purpose for this movie. And that's where I'm kind of torn because I'm like, all right, for this movie, I think it made sense. Did it make sense for the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Maybe it didn't, but I guess TBD <laughs> again. TBD because I need to see what this is gonna, what's the payoff for Wanda. You know, that's really how I feel about it. But the two questions I had, the biggest questions with the Mulani. Number one, is this the same Charles Xavier from X Men '97? And two, I mean, you guys seem cons seem convinced that John Krasinski is indeed Mr. Fantastic in, in 6.6. So if he is, is he already Mr. Fantastic now? Or is he just some guy who then is going to be, you know, in, in some spaceship that's going to get these powers? Like, where is Reed Richards in the 6.6 continuity at this point in time? Or, or are we even going to get a Reed Richards from the 6.6? Is this going to, is, you know, they, they introduce incursions, which we got to get to. I know we're running out of time, but like, like, 
how is that whole situation going to get straightened out? That's that's the fact that we question. have the fact that we have zero. Yeah, those, we have we have we have zero. Even besides, like the macro thing of yes, I think me and Shmar both agree that John Krasinski will be back. Like we have zero understanding of how that could even happen. What that's going to look like is to me that that's the failure in 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 bringing in the Illuminati. And again, I feel bad for the people that that aren't comic book fans like me and you, me or like us, because we're. We're watching, and like Shamari mentioned, all the little things about Black Bolt, mentioning the Terrigen and Mist, and you know, and like you know, when they're talking about and Reed Richards, and they're mentioning the kids, and they're mentioning Sue Storm and the Baxter Foundation, and all these little things. We're picking up all this. People that that just watch WandaVision, that just want to go see this the next Marvel movie, that don't know who Black Bolt is, <laughs> are like, why do I care about this person? They died. Like, you know, it, it just it came and went. And it just feels like an awkward point in this movie where there are these random people from this random universe that came and just showed up and they all died. So to answer your question, um, I yes, I, I, I do think that we will see John Krasinski back. My guess is that uh, the Fantastic Four is it, 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 really, I'm honestly, whatever I say is not going to be based off of what we saw in this movie. So I don't know if even, even my answer is important. My guess is still that we're going to get a new version of Fantastic Four that will that aren't that are alive. But I don't know. There's a chance. I mean, you know, Doctor Strange makes an offhand comment about you know you know makes an offhand joke about the 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 Fantastic Four as if they were a rock band in the '60s. So maybe maybe that that's a hint that they're going to be in the '60s. But I don't want to. I don't know. It's like are we grasping for straws or is that something to to really take uh, take note of, um, and Professor X, I would assume that that is. I'm almost. I'm pretty confident that's not the same as Professor X. I, I think it's just Professor that. X from this whatever universe that they that they're in. And he's just very similar to, to that. Yeah, one. that they they based him off of that clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I want you to talk about because I'm like you know we watched that show and like there wasn't you know people it was you couldn't go on red and. Yeah, you know, there was. I mean, you know, and, and there wasn't like a, and there wasn't like a Captain Carter. Like the Captain America was in the X Men right. cartoon, right? Like, like you. I mean, I. You know, when they showed it in the TV spot, they showed the yellow wheelchair. I mean, I told Shmario, I was like, oh, that's. I mean, I'm thinking that that's that might be the one from the X Men cartoon. And you know, again, they, that was just a, that was just a thing. But that that goes back to the thing about, that I mentioned about Captain Carter. Like, I would love for that to be Captain Carter from What If, but. Captain Carter from What If came from a regular universe, you know, like it wasn't clearly it wasn't in this universe. And also the the the, the offhand comment I made about you guys being better writers than Michael Waldron is that I would have one hundred percent like the writing it, it was all there for them to set up that Doctor Strange was going to come back to his world and make the actual Illuminati. Like if you would have told me that the, the, the this Illuminati was like not the real Illuminati, like this was just like. You know, again, just some like some some joke for Kevin Feige, and that that real Illuminati that Doc Strange was going to come back and set up based off of that interaction. That would have made a ton of sense, and that I mean, he still, he still been, might. I honestly, I would. Yeah, been, I was, was going to say, it doesn't mean we're not going. That's not going to happen. But why wouldn't you tease that? Like that's I mean, my they, 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 they didn't give us right any. Now. I mean, because they decided to they tease didn't give us any inclination besides these Clea and incursions and 
I mean, but then they had a second post credit scene that that was nothing. Yeah, it was fart jokes. I mean, that's that's Marvel, and, and I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. That's I, I hear what you're saying. That's I'm why I'm saying frustrated. That, that's, now. that's that's you know, their, look, that's, five that's years from now, I could come back and say, you know what, they ended up writing their wrong. But I don't know. I, I think that I, for I, this I, movie, they, there's a missed opportunity. Had they done that, I would probably wouldn't be as frustrated about the portrayal of this Illuminati. Because I'm like, it's it's not even the real one. As far as I know, this I'm assuming that this is going to be the only one that we see. And if that's the case, then they bossed it. I lean towards that as well. I don't know how you feel, Sharon. I lean that this will be the uh, last time we see the I'm not sold. I say I, I think there is a chance that that Strange. I hope so because the writing is, but... is on the wall. Yeah, it's right there, but you know, part of like because that Illuminati failed so miserably in stopping Wanda, it makes me think that Strange would never think about do, doing it. But <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of fifty fifty on it. Um, we may get one that doesn't necessarily call himself the Illuminati, maybe, or something. I mean, but but again, go back to kind of what you guys are saying. I mean, this Illuminati not only did they fail. But they locked up this Doctor Strange, you know. Right. Why it, it, would may, it may go against the whatever they set up, like from a writing standpoint. Yeah, I mean, why would they? Why would they? Why would he then want to emulate these people that that wronged him in such a horrible way, and then wronged the world right. in such a horrible way? So it's kind of you know, it kind of goes back to you know, kind of goes back to that. So I don't know. I'm kind of fifty fifty on it. I think they still could. And there may be, I mean, we haven't seen Kang. We, there may be a big, a, a huge threat that, you know, we don't know how big the X-Men are going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But if they are, and they, and, you know, something crazy goes on, which as we know will happen, and they all, everyone needs to team up, or someone feels like they need to kind of use back channels to kind of start managing a lot of this stuff, I w- it wouldn't shock me if they, we got an Illuminati. It, 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 it's it's going to be interesting because I think this was a this was a a big deal for people and it, it's just it's just a you know Mar- it's funny Marvel man I tell you there's sometimes they get to these situations where you think like just give the people the people what they want and you'll be straight and it's and I don't want to I don't want to put this in the same ballpark necessarily as the Mandarin you know the first time the Mandarin uh, but right. Yeah. But some, but sometimes they just get they get to they get like right to the to the one yard line, and then they throw the pick to 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 to, to Butler to Mark to Malcolm Butler. Like it's just like uh, you could just ran the ball like right it. in, and it's a touchdown. Like you win a Super Bowl. Like like why? Ralph Boner stuff. Yeah, Ralph Boner. It's like uh, he gave us the Illuminati. It all looks great. Okay, you decided to kill them all off in less than five ten minutes. Okay, they knew what they were doing. Hope they there's hope there's something for this. Hope this, the hope this yeah. is worth it. I don't know. Like, you know, hope this wasn't. Just, oh, we want to have fun with something because we're Marvel. We can have fun with things because we, you always buy our content and you like us. I, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it goes. But it's, it's tough. You know, it felt like a meme. Like it felt like. I mean, it is know, a meme. I mean, the, the I mean, yeah. I mean, first of all, Black Bolt's death was awesome. But I mean, it's a yeah. meme. I mean, people are making jokes. About it, I mean, yeah. it was you know, it was it was one of the best parts of the movie, but because of it, it's now iconic, and I don't know if that's how. Again, our Mar- Marvel Studios movie introduction to Black Bolt. I don't know if I need that to be his introduction. It was executed well, so I can't really go crazy about it. But 
I just imagine if that was Spider Man. Like the like our introduction to Spider Man in the MCU yeah, totally was terrific. Exactly. Same with Black Panther. Like that's how that's how you know the way we felt about those characters and how excellent their introductions, their first introductions into the MCU were. Like, and then you think, well, yeah, and our introduction to Professor X and Mister Fantastic and Black Bolt was them getting just destroyed, like in just in a very jokingly fashion. It's like. That's what. That's where the. That's where I think the frustration comes. Um, how do you guys feel, real quick, about like the fact that we don't know where? And you mentioned it before, but we don't know where we're going in terms of the X Men, the Fantastic Four. We again, we may have you know an idea with the Fantastic Four, but for the most part, and like, where do you think that we may get those answers, or will we get those answers before those movies come out? I mean, so here, there is no X Men yeah, right now. So but Fantastic my, Four, we have a movie, yeah. and there's no movie prior that we have an idea is going to set it up. So here's here's how I feel. I think that this film, and really my biggest takeaway from the film, that in terms of beyond the MC, behind the beyond Doctor Strange and his franchise, or behind this beyond this film in itself. I, to me, this film is is your setup to Secret Wars. Secret Wars, I think, is way closer than I could have imagined having watched this. Right. Because they they very much introduced the idea of incursions. They end the movie in a post credit scene with Clea, now played by Charlize Theron, where Doctor Strange and Clea are it seems like their jobs now are they're stopping incursions. And they're happening all across I guess the multiverse. I tend to wonder and maybe surmise that perhaps these incursions are happening because of what happened in the at the end of Loki. Mm-hmm. And incursion and an incursion is essentially two worlds colliding onto each other and the only way for one or the other to survive is to destroy the other. And that is essentially your plot to Secret Wars. And that is why as of today I more am leaning towards we there there is no I don't I think that the idea with mutants, I think the idea with Fantastic Four, I don't think any of those things exist in the six one six as of right now. I think it's from a different universe. I don't know how I feel about that, but I, I I'm I'm very convinced that that's what it is right now. Because it just to me it just doesn't add up. Because I, I tend to agree with you guys that's probably Krasinski, but if it is Krasinski, then is he, are they going to do in a whole origin after we've already seen him as Mister Fantastic and it's just, it's just a little mu- it's just a little messy. It'd be more clean if there was just a Krasinski in a different universe, who is not dumb enough to tell Wanda something important, and whatever I don't know. And I think the whole mutant situation there's just I think that definitely is gonna be something that's gonna be solved via a a uh, a secret war situation. I wouldn't be surprised if Fantastic Four takes place in an entirely different universe, like the actual movie. Like, we're assuming, oh, Fantastic Four is going to be in 616. What if it's not? What if it's just in a different universe? Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. then and then that is your first, this is the Fantastic Four. They're in, you know, Earth's, you know, 783 or whatever. And maybe that Earth has mutants. Maybe that Earth has aspects that, you know, that, you know, we, we then learn, oh, it's not the X-Men are in this universe. Like, that's kind of crazy. Like, I, I, I tend to think that... We, if there's anything we've heard sure. them not talk about, as Siri thinks I'm talking to her. Um, if there's anything we've not we've not heard Feige 
or the Russo brothers not shy away from is talk about Secret Wars. Like they've talked about it or at least referenced it when they've been asked questions about the future and whether or not it could be a possibility. I know it's on their board. I know it's something they're considering. I think that if you had to ask me right now, I think Secret Wars is coming out within three years. I think we're very close. Coming out? Not even announced. No, no, it's coming out in three years. We're in 2022. If it don't come out before 2025, I will be shocked. Wow. That was what I took away from this film. Wow. Okay. I mean, I... That's why I, it's slow um, right. I mean, I definitely think it. I certainly think it's it's possible. I mean, we 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 have Kang, we have the variants and incursions and the multiverse, and I mean, I can see it. You know, I can definitely see it. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if. I feel like the X-Men and mutants might come from another universe. I think that's possible because that's something we've been wondering. How is that going to happen? Um, I can see that. I think the Fantastic Four is going to come from 616. Right. I do think there is a Reed Richards. Because uh, for a long time we were wondering what's going on with Avengers Tower. I think that yeah. might become the Baxter building. Um, I, think it's, I think it's very – because we don't know what happened to it. They, they, they'll kind of show glimpses of it and different things, but we still don't know what's going on with it. Wouldn't surprise me if it was the Baxter building and, you know, this kind of Elon Musk like guy, Reed Richards, is doing all this whatever stuff, um, you know, the science stuff. Um, but he's not Tony Stark. He's much more into the actual science than himself, <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, and all that. So, you know, it, it'll be I, I could see something like that. Um, I could see something like that happening in our universe. And I don't think there's anything about the Fantastic Four that would lead me to think that they should make the Fantastic Four in another universe as opposed to in this universe. Um, whether they want to literally make them show the mission into space or the other dimension or whatever they, however they want to do the origin, or if they're already the Fantastic, either way, you know, either way, I would have no issue if they wanted to pull a Spider-Man and say, "Oh, they're already these superhero-powered people." Running around and saving people in New York, you know. Either way, I think they could do either one, and I it, and it, I don't think it would really cause them too much of an issue. Um, so yeah, so I I think I think I think the Fantastic Four are going to be made in the in, in the current MCU universe, but I think the X Men, I I think EJ's theory, that, I think that might be a good theory for that. Yeah, it's it's I I mean, I don't know. I just I just think that they. They set up too much with the multiverse and the idea that, again, it's not going away. It's not a thing where it's like, okay, we're done with it now, and then we move on. Like, it's, it's it continues in the... So, my... Time. Another question I have in terms of... Because we had a bunch of theories and things that we thought were going to happen in this movie. None of it happened. <laughs> Obviously, none yeah. of it. But yeah, a lot of it didn't happen. Yeah. I was, like, 100% sure for, like, weeks and months that... Chris Evans is going to be in this movie as a separate version of, of whatchamacallit, of Steve Rogers, because he's signed on to be in, a, in an MCU movie. What movie is that at this point? Is it Captain America 4? I don't know. I tend to think that... Uh, I don't know. Well, didn't, didn't we hear that it's not Captain America 4? 
that was the word, but I don't think that that I don't think that they said that for a fact. Okay. But we just assumed that like why would he be in that? I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe, it's Captain America, maybe, but maybe it's, maybe it's secret. Maybe it's secret wars. Who knows? I yeah, know. I mean, it, when they when he signed on, it was a it was I wouldn't say it was a long time ago, but it was you know it was over a year ago. So you assume that like I mean, we didn't know anything about any idea of a secret wars type of movie, but. Um, it's funny, uh, the, uh, the dude that uh, is doing Captain America for um, and Malcolm Spellman, yes, Spellman. Remember, he he made that comment about like, like man, like there's so y'all don't even understand the stuff that they got that's not even being announced yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> like, like I, I think about those, I, those comments don't like they're not nothing. Like those comments mean something. I hear those things and I'm like, okay, and then I see what I just saw in this movie. I'm and this movie again did not give me a lot of answers. And it remember did, Loki. They did present a lot of questions, though. And I'm just remember like, remember Loki when they wrote, um, when they, you know, in the TVA when they, when they were explaining what, a multiversal war, you know? Yeah, exactly. And at the time, we were like, "Oh, a secret war!" Like they just they just set that up. And then Michael Waldron comes from that, writes this movie. It was kind of weird why they had him write this movie, but now you know he wrote it. Is he writing? writing a secret wars movie right now i think he could be that could be very interesting but yeah i don't know where i don't know where steve rogers is at this point i mean like you said captain america 4 we we talked about maybe a black panther thing at one point but it still seemed unlikely uh and after that this was this was the one it seems so obvious yeah 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 i don't know right now we're just in a we're still in a little bit of a no man's land. I, I almost feel like, man, I just feel like we need to get to like Comic Con and or I guess another Disney investor. I don't know. There's got to be something around the corner that could give us some some answers. I yes, like. Comic Con, San Diego. Comic Con would I think would be the one. It is returning in San Diego this year. So, and you know, since it's the first one since the pandemic happened, I, I would assume Marvel is going to want to have a big, big presence there. Uh, real. Uh, before we get to the the end of the, the 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 scores on the movie, you know, the movie you know ends essentially with this showdown between America Chavez, who we didn't talk much about in this film. Um, but I really liked America Chavez. I think her story, you know, I think one she kind of has a, a ongoing story that we'll continue to follow with you know her trying to figure out or, or find her 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 moms who. She sent away in the portals, and I think you know her remaining a, a figure in, a figure in the MCU. You know, right now she's working with Wong, trying to be trying to learn how to control her powers and and become a, a, a master of mystic arts. She, you know, you think about Young Avengers and things that could be happening down the line. I feel like uh, Socio Gomez was good in this movie. I think that she'll have a future in the MCU, and this film ends essentially with. Her being smart enough, one Steven during what I thought was a wild sequence where he, you know, he takes over the corpse that was in the 6.6 universe and Dream Walks with the corpse and uses it to fight Wanda and stop her from, from killing America, but then realizing that it was going to have to be America to uh, stop Wanda and America showing Wanda, giving her what she wanted, essentially, as, as she says, is sending her to that universe and having her attack, you know, the other Wanda in front of 
Billy and and uh, and, and, and the other young. Well, I can't remember the name. Billy, Tommy. What's Tommy? There you go. Tommy. Billy and yeah. Tommy. Who I. <laughs> Man, those kids are those kids are great. I, I love those kids. Um, talk about another thing, man. Like they didn't age up. Like, are we ever gonna get Wicked and Speed? Yeah, cause I know you were you were saying they were <laughs> definitely gonna be in the Young Avengers. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, TBD. Uh, we may never see them again. Yeah, TBD. I, I'm not gonna say never again, but I'll say TBD. TBD on that. But uh, but Wanda essentially, you know appearing as a monster to her children was really the only thing that got her to stop, which, you know, in my opinion, I thought was great. I thought it made sense. I loved America making that call to realize that that was the move to do. And I also liked the moment between Elizabeth Olsen of that world and our Elizabeth Olsen and her, you know, she had every right to maybe be angry or whatever, but actually having empathy for Wanda. And I mentioned it to our parents when I was talking to them, but I think one thing that maybe probably went over people's heads, you know, as she said, you know, don't worry, understand that the kids will be loved. Remember that if our Wanda is having dreams of other Wandas living with, you know, Billy and Tommy, remember that means that other Wandas also having had nightmares of living Wanda's reality. So I think that she also empathized with Wanda's pain because she has felt Wanda's pain. And when you think about how they set that up in the beginning of the movie and how it ends with that, even though it's not explicitly said, I, I really thought a lot of that stuff worked. How did you feel, guys feel about the end and America Chavez's uh, debut in the MCU? Um, I mean, I, I like the ending. I thought it was a very good ending. Um, you know, I just, I thought it fit. I thought it worked. I liked the twist at the end where she kind of showed, America kind of showed Wanda, kind of put a mirror up and said, this is what you, this is what you become, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, uh, you know, I thought it was very clever and I liked America Chavez as a character. I liked her arc. I, I liked, I thought Sochi Gomez did a good job. Great job, honestly. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing more of her character and, yeah, I just I thought it was thought it was great. Honestly, I thought I, I had I I liked the end. I like I, overall. I just like the movie as a whole, which I'm sure you know. I'll reiterate when we get to grades, but but I, I like the end, and I, I thought America Chavez was a great character. Kendall, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I agree. I thought America Chavez was, was awesome as well. Um, it's one of those deals where you start to wonder, wait, who? Who uh who decides who gets Disney Plus series and who doesn't? Because I, I you know I you know I could have I could have watched an America Chavez Disney Plus series and we may at some point anyway. But yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I mean this was this was a great introduction for a character that, like you said, if we do get some sort of uh Young Avengers esque team, that she will be front and center. And you've talked about EJ a lot about the idea of maybe it's two, maybe it's a champion, any young yeah, Avengers. Yeah. I thought about the champion. She, that, where did she fit into that mold? But, um, that'll be, that'll be that. I mean, you know, we'll see, you know, obviously Miss Marvel will be the next one we'll be paying attention to, but, uh, you know, we saw Hawkeye and we've seen, um, you know, other characters that are candidates again, Wicked and Speed now is seemingly off the list, uh, but um, you know Elijah Bradley and uh, you know uh, Falcon, 
you know, the new Falcon Torres. So we've got other characters that that will be you know paying attention. Riri uh, Williams obviously at some point coming up here as well soon. Um, so yeah, that'll be exciting um, as well. But the other thing I can't help but think about after seeing uh, again seeing the introduction of some of those characters we got in this movie is can't wait to see uh, Doctor Doom. Hopefully in Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or and I'm glad they didn't put him in this movie because he would have been taken out. Embarrassing. <laughs> uh, true that, true that. So uh, let's get to so let's get to scores here. So I'll go to Sham first. What are you going to give out of ten, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? I'll give Doctor Strange in Multiverse of Madness an eight point five out of ten. Um, you know, I thought it was a very good movie. I enjoyed it. It had enough Easter eggs. It was it was the it was a Doctor Strange movie, which I had asked for, and it delivered in that respect. Um, Elizabeth Olsen was fantastic in the movie. Sochi Gomez was fantastic in the movie. Um, Cumberbatch, of course, was fantastic in the movie, as I expected. So uh, it really had basically everything that I would have been that I would have been looking for. Um, I thought you could have gotten a little more time with the Illuminati. Um, as much as I like the Illuminati, I just, you know, I thought they could have extended that stuff a little more, maybe have make them seem more impactful and less kind of bumbling a little bit. Um, so I thought that could have been, maybe could have been done a little bit better. Um, you know, I thought maybe the movie as a whole probably maybe could have been a little bit longer, uh, as well. You know, the pacing, maybe I, I mean, I thought, I thought it was just really, it was kind of at a breakneck pace. Um, and I thought, you know, we probably could have need a little more time to kind of to kind of breathe a little bit, you know, as much as, you know, people sometimes don't like those kinds of ex- those kinds of scenes. You kind of need them. This, you know, this movie kind of I felt that in this movie. So. Um, so, yeah, so I, I give it an eight point five. It was a very good movie. It wasn't perfect, but it was a very, very good movie. And it will be rewatched by me whenever it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, I almost watched it today. But I, I, I overslept. <laughs> Kendall, what are you gonna give this film, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, out of ten? Uh, I'm gonna go seven point five. Uh, I thought I thought this was a solid movie. Um, you know, good for a Doctor Strange sequel. Uh, in terms of the first one, I mean, I think it's I think it's better. Um, Caecilius was just not a not a great villain in the first one. Oh, terrible. Uh, <laughs> You know, I think that this one isn't, it's not like, it's not hyper-connected to the first one. You know, they try to keep certain things, and I think Cumberbatch's performance is very aligned with the first movie. But, you know, anything that they set up in the first movie is not really introduced, besides Mordo being evil. It's not really, uh, uh, like, you know, called upon in this movie. Um but yeah, I mean, I thought, uh, yeah, I thought that this movie was 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 was, was solid. I, I, you know, I thought Benedict Wong was great again as Wong. You oh, know, yeah, I thought I, he was great too. I had, for a second there, I thought they were gonna chew him, like, <laughs> in, uh, what was it, Rise of Skywalker? Oh yeah, <laughs> he, he blow up. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah when they blew up the Death the Star or the, the Star Destroyer or whatever the yeah. ship. Um, that's what I thought was going on with with uh. We Wong for a second when he fell off the cliff, but glad that my guy Wong is still still around. Um, the, the 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 scene of 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 the sorcerers at Carmitage, 
you know, all sort of rallying against Wanda was 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 awesome. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of good, a lot of good Doctor Strange stuff in this movie. I think the Illuminati stuff was a little disappointing. If you came to see a bunch of cameos, I wouldn't like recommend like that part of it. But from a Doctor Strange standpoint, I thought this was a very good movie. Yeah, man, I I I I really like this movie. Um, that's funny. I, I told my friend I was like, uh, Wong was like uh, his coaching that in Carmitage was like Steve Nash, man. <laughs> it just he didn't seem to have any answers. He's he's making all these calls and and he's got young kids out there that don't know what they're doing and it just didn't work out against uh, Wanda Maxwell from that situation. But yeah, I I I'm gonna give this a nine. I I I thoroughly really enjoyed this movie. I can't really say I thought everything was perfect. You know, I told you you know some stuff about Illuminati. You know, it's like a TBD for me in terms of how I felt about that. But I'm trying to just take the movie at its face value in, in terms of not necessarily looking at what it means for the future as much and just as this story unfolded i just found myself really enjoying it i enjoyed wanda's arc i really enjoyed steven's arc i felt like he learned a lot about himself i think uh him him being able to understand that you know he doesn't need to be the person holding the knife quite frankly i think is probably what leads him to clea and and allows him to kind of close the book on christine introduces him to clea someone who's just as powerful or maybe even more powerful than him and is willing to lead him into certain places and through the multiverse and into the dark dimension in, in the post credit scene. Uh, I think his arc worked. Again, I think Kevin made a great point. I thought Wong was really a little bit of an unsung hero in this film. I think he brings a lot of the humanity. I think even though he's the Sorcerer Supreme in some ways, I feel like he kind of is us in terms of kind of countering Steven when he says things that think something that you know isn't necessarily true. Or just kind of just like uh, just kind of embracing kind of some of the oddities of you know what it means to be the Sorcerer Supreme. So much of it was so serious when we were dealing with with, with it with Steven, whereas Wong, you know, is much more lighthearted, and it's kind of funny seeing them going back and forth. But I, I dug it, man. I I, th- I thought that you know Marvel their horror element to it, you know, there were some question marks of whether or not that actually was something that we were gonna see. They delivered, man. Raimi has that horror background if you think even if you watch those spider-man movies there are horror elements in those spider-man movies and how he shot yep. a lot of those action sequences especially sequences you know introducing new villains or you know the villains of those films overall really loved it i'm gonna give it a high grade i'm going nine out of ten for dr strange in the multiverse of madness but that's gonna do it for this edition of new generation hero talk this is our dr strange in the Multiverse of Madness spoilers review, of course, if you enjoyed this show, you can catch all of our podcast episodes on the New Generation Podcast Network. That's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube. You can catch our videos, New Generation Media, on there. And follow us uh, on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook by searching New Generation Media. And make sure you follow us individually on social media. You can find Shamari on Instagram and Snapchat, MCShan22. Kendall can be found on Twitter, NewGenKen. And you can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram, ActionEJ. Thank you guys again so much for checking us out. For Kendall, for Shamari, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.